have nothing to do with irreverent silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way. We are followers in training, and this is the Fit Podcast with Tim and Judd. Welcome back to the Fit Podcast. How you doing, Tim? Man, it's another day. It's not, uh, well, this will be out on Tuesday, but it's Friday, so I'm happy. Good end of the week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's been a wild one. It's been a wild couple of weeks for you, huh? It has. Uh, About a week and a half now? Yeah, week and a half. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, your youngest son is born and uh, doing well? Yes. Growing, going. Going. Going, growing. (laughs) (laughs) Going all night long? Yes, Not sleeping? How's the older son doing? He's okay. I think he'll adjust sooner or later, but uh, it'll take some time. I bet he's a little bit like, come on, I want all the attention. Exactly. Yeah, he loves his brother, but he doesn't love us to love his brother. So, <laughs> <laughs> Is that kind of like uh, you can pick your nose and you can pick your friends, but you can't pick your friend's nose? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad uh, your wife is healthy and your son is healthy and everything went well through the, through the birth and uh, first couple of weeks of life. For, uh, for your youngest, so that's awesome. Yeah, man, thank you so much. Well, we are glad that you're back on the, the FIT podcast, our followers in training, and hope you enjoyed the first two episodes and uh, looking forward to today. In episode number two, my wife pointed out the fact that you said, uh, if you're a regular listener, oh, that was the second episode. <laughs> so if you listen to the first episode, you are officially considered a regular listener that's right yeah and if you listen to the third one you're like a faithful follower so that's right if you're a faithful follower then we appreciate you sharing this podcast with your friends uh, we're not trying to make a living doing this but we are actually currently in a makeshift studio with uh egg carton uh Mattress pads? Is that what these things yeah, are? Think, yeah, egg crate or something, yeah. I feel like I'm in a blanket fort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in the midst of trying to launch this podcast, it does take some sort of um, support. Um, I don't I don't know how to ask for money. Ultimately, it's going to cost us 600 bucks to get the right microphone and uh, studio equipment that we need to make this uh, production side as, as good and, and bearable. It's it's bad enough trying to listen to us, but uh, it's you know the production of listening to us needs to be a little bit better. Uh, to, so to do that, um, we are looking to gain some support from you faithful followers, uh, and you can contact us in or no, that was, I was about to give my work email out. <laughs> you can contact us at fitpodcasthost at gmail for more information or. Ultimately, if you're listening to this, you know exactly who we are, so you can just text us. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, um, Judd, what excuse did Adam give to his children as to why he no longer lived in Eden? I'm not sure. What is it? Your mother ate us out of house and home. Oh, no. So last, the first episode, we Oops. mentioned Baptist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we lost about 33% of our followers or listeners uh, in the first five minutes because I mentioned Baptist. Really? Well, probably. I'm assuming. Oh, okay. <laughs> the next episode, what did we list? What did we say? Something you uh, named it, keeping the commission great, and so yeah. you said, "We hope we don't listen lose some followers on that." And now we're literally have a joke about Eve in, yeah. in the first. So we might have lost all of our listeners, but if you're still listening today, we are going to talk about how we collectively could be world changers. 
Yeah, so this is uh, one of my favorite books in the Bible. We have a, a men's group. We uh, I think we talked about it a little bit on the last episode, but we've got a men's group at the church I'm on staff at that's doing a discipleship program, and the last two weeks we've been studying the book of Acts, going through it, and it just refreshed me because you really see the church take off in the book of Acts, and it's fascinating because you see uh, the first half, as scholars say, that they, we believe that it's written by Luke, the first half of Acts, and then you see about halfway through a transition, and then Paul takes over. So he's already had his conversion from Saul to Paul on the road to Damascus, and now you see this revival breaking out that we still are experiencing somewhat today uh, because the church was launched there and has carried into where we are today. Uh, Acts 17, uh, verse 1, it starts this text about being a world changer, and that, that word is used, depending on what version you're reading, is used there close to the end. The angry mob drags some men out of a house, the house of Jason, and they take them before the authorities and accuse them of turning the world upside down. And so that really, that specific text in Acts just leaps off the page at me because as believers, what if we could be accused of turning the world upside down for the gospel? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you're driving down the road, let's uh, let's read this um, scripture. So um, if you want to follow along with us, we're in Acts chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica. Hey, I, I have you reading this scripture because I can't read those big words, just by the way. <laughs> I've practiced all week for these. Uh, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and... On three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and providing that it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, and saying, This Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a great many of the devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews were jealous, and taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob. They set the city in an uproar, and they attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out to the crowd. In verse 6, And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers out of uh, before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. And Jason has received them, and they are all acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus. And the people in the city authorities were disturbed when they had heard these things. And when they had taken the money as a security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. Tim, you want to pray for us? Yeah. God, we love you, and we thank you for this time, and we thank you for the ability to uh, just talk and uh, talk about you, to study you. God, we thank you for the, the friendship that we have and uh, for all of our uh, faithful followers. God, I just pray that they are not seeking us, um, but rather seeking you and seeking your word and just uh, grow as we are and trying to be uh, training for, you know, training for godliness. Lord, we uh, thank you for the, the provision of equipment to be able to uh, record this podcast. God, I pray that uh, it's just used to glorify you and to bring um, honor to your name. And God, I pray for the safety and health of those in our community and um, and abroad that uh, you may place your healing hand on friend of ours, father who 
was hit by a truck last night, God, I pray that uh, you use this time to grow us. We love you and we thank you for Jesus. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Being a world changer, I was thinking about this on the way over. I, I was thinking just because I've caught myself quite a bit lately just complaining, mm-hmm. uh, complaining about everything, every little thing. And so through praying about that, I just understand I'm being a younger Christian. I feel like I have this fire burning inside of me that I, I just want to share the gospel, of course, right? I want to share the love of Christ, but it can oftentimes come across as condescending or condemning or self-righteous. And thinking about being a world changer, how am I, how am I affecting those around me in my circle for the kingdom, yeah. not against the kingdom? Mm-hmm. Whether it be my words, my actions, my presence on social media or position or whatever, it was really, you know, I, I, kind of a light when I was like, hey, suck it up, buttercup. You know, yeah. it's not all that bad. I, I have a lot to come. Sorry, I just hit the microphone. <laughs> I have a lot to complain about, but it is not that bad. Yeah. And what do I want to be today? A world changer for the negative or to turn the, up, the world upside down for the gospel of Jesus Christ? Yeah. Let's figure out how we can do this um, as young Christian men in this world. Yeah right now. That's good. That's good. And uh, while I was thinking about this uh, text and what does it look like to be a world changer, I started to think about different people that we would probably classify as world changers. You know, you've got, I kind of broke it down in three or four different categories. I'd say you've got like the mental, psychological changers that, that have an effect on people. Examples I thought of were uh, social media influencers, Millionaires, billionaires, people with a lot of money. For some reason, people tend to listen to them. (laughs) Uh, Talk show hosts, news media, they have the ability to persuade you one way or the other. Yeah, they do. And, you know, this uh, last week I was at the Southern Baptist Convention, my first Southern Baptist Convention. And frankly, uh, if I could just look at everybody in the eyes and say, look, it doesn't matter all this business stuff. It doesn't matter. We need to get on the, on mission to uh, share the the word of God and the love of Jesus. Okay, mm-hmm. but there are within that. It's not a denomination. It's a it's a convention of churches, right? The SBC is a convention of churches. However, it's like a whole other world. Yeah, there are even mental or psychological world changers within the Southern Baptist Convention, mm-hmm. even. Social media influencers, it's not just the the guy that's promoting some sort of clothing line. Mm-hmm. You know, there are seriously... I, I was trying to find information to go prepare to the Southern Baptist Convention, and where did I go to seek that information? Probably the worst place to go. Facebook, YouTube. Twitter. Twitter. Right. <laughs> well, if it's on Twitter, it's true. So, right, right. Yeah. But rewind five years ago or 10 years ago, and they were seeking bloggers, mm-hmm. right? Bloggers used yeah. to be a big thing in the Southern Baptist world, so um, or in the Christian realm, really. So when you look at the psychological world change, the impact that you can have on the, on the human brain mm-hmm. by your status, yeah. whether it be you have 500,000 followers on Instagram, or you have a million dollars in the bank, or you're a talk show host on the Today Show, mm-hmm. or you are a evening reporter on the news, that's likely what most people are going to 
that, that, that listen to yeah and hear yeah yeah you're exactly right and he uh, you've you've hit on a few of the the other uh, things that we were going to talk about there because uh, you've got the the mental and psychological you've got the physical doctors fitness instructors who people tend to listen to and then you've got spiritual I think what you were talking about in the Southern Baptist Convention you've got some spiritual influencers there's pastors authors people that others are going to follow for a spiritual insight and I got to thinking about what really makes a world changer what makes the influencer that people listen to and they follow the common thread that each one of these have running through through each one of them is they have something that the person that follows them doesn't have mm. So why do you listen to billionaires and millionaires and people with tons of money? Well, it's usually because you don't have as much as they do, and you think, well, if they got that much money, it's obviously because they know what they're doing, they know what they're talking about, so I'm going to listen to them. Mm -hmm. Social media influencers, what sets them apart? What do they have that, that we don't? Usually it's creativity. They use that creativity to build a platform, and they've got a platform that other people don't have. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something I've often wondered is what makes celebrities so sought after? They're just people. They're just humans like us. Mm-hmm. But what makes them so sought after? That's because we have a sin nature that desires attention, money, and the spotlight. Yeah, that's exactly right. And they have that platform that I would say 80 90% of the world doesn't have, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we look to that. And so to boil it all down, they have something that we don't have and it causes people to look at them and say, "I want that." What I want to challenge you today, if you're a believer, if you've been saved, you've been born again, you have something that lost people don't have. You've got something that can change their world, that can change their life. And so in order to be a world changer, you've got to realize that what you have is the most precious gift ever. I mean, it's the, the best gift you could give or get in 10 million lifetimes. It's better than fame. It's better than fortune. It's better than having a platform. It's eternal. It's something that when you get, it can't be stripped from you, and it's your eternal destiny. To be a world changer, I think we've got to realize the importance of what we have and the magnitude of salvation my whole desire right uh when i got saved and i'm so thankful for my salvation so i'm trying to boil this down to my perspective and my life in the fact that while that's what i desired so heavily until i truly understood scripture i continued to desire that even after i was saved scripture right here this passage is what made the most sense to me what rang true for me to bring me back to reality of of God's desire for my life. And that's Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And right there, when you are transformed by the renewal of your mind, at that very moment when I understood that my salvation did not just mean I was saved from hell, it was that I get to live eternity in the presence of a holy God, the creator of all things, even you and I, 
and for me to be able to present my body full as holy as possible i had to transform my mind so my desires had to go away from the world mm-hmm. back it up do not be conformed to this world <laughs> Basically, every desire that I have ever had is conformed to this world. Right. I think we could all relate. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And so that that kind of takes us back to the first step, if you would. To be a world changer, what do you, what do you have to do? Repent. Yeah, there you go. That's where it starts, is you've got to repent. Put your faith and trust in Christ. If you've not been saved, you can't change the world for the gospel. Uh, you can change the world in some ways. But we're about changing the world for the gospel. And there's lots of different aspects you could look at this from. But a few of the things that we looked at and have just been talking about, I think to be a world changer, you can't look like the world. That's right. You know, that's you've got to be... I heard a preacher preach a sermon one time, and his title was, We're Called to Be an Upstream Christian in a Downstream World. That was the title of our Disciple Now this year for our youth. Was it really? Uh, was uh, Upstream. Okay, so yep. when uh, I was in college, we I was in a praise band, and uh, we named our praise band Upstream. <laughs> so <laughs> Nice. Like, and it was Upstream with the little streaming uh, signal, you know, but... Was, we should have uh, called this podcast Upstream. Yeah, we could. Well, we've got copyrights with our bands. So oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we weren't that big. <laughs> I think we played at like two little Halloween festivals or something. And yeah, anyway, we got totally off track there. But yeah, you can't, Romans 12, 1 and 2 says that you can't be conformed to the world. If you're a follower of Christ, you can't be conformed to the world. And to change the world for the gospel, to turn it upside down for the gospel, you can't go with the flow of the world. Right, and that comes with that transformation of your mind and heart, Mm -hmm. right? Kind of what this podcast was intended for is, is the transformation of, of believers. If you're mm. training your body, you know, we're followers in training, followers of Christ in training. So if you're training your body to lose weight or to to build muscle or whatever, mm-hmm. it's a daily grind. You know, right. you can't go work out like I do once a year. I've had a, a gym membership now for like a year and a half, and I've been one time. So, so you mean going to church once a year doesn't make you a Christian? Oh, man, that's another podcast for another day. <laughs> you want to be a Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day churchgoer? CEO, <laughs> Christmas and Easter only. <laughs> yeah, you can't look like the world. Romans 12 tells us that. But I think second, to be a world changer, you've got to devote yourself daily to the cause of Christ. Uh, Colossians 2.6 is a powerful verse. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. So you've got to walk daily. You know, if you're walking to a destination, it does you absolutely no good to walk out your door and stop on the front steps. You've mm-hmm. got to walk till you reach your destination. And that's what Christianity is. You know, it's a, a pursuit of holiness. It's a process of sanctification that you're going through until the day that you die. And so you've got to daily walk with the Lord. Paul talks about it. We've talked about it in this podcast that he says he literally had to beat his body into submission because his mind was, he didn't want to be conformed to the world. But just Mm -hmm. like humanity, fallen sinful humanity, we're all drawn to the things of the world, kind of like a bug to one of those purple bug lights, you know. (laughs) Being a world changer in this world currently, in the United States, this is a fallen country, right? We are a fool, we are full of sin. My point of saying that is I all the time feel like I don't fit. I'm like, 
am I that far off? Mm-hmm. Am I so deeply devoted to giving my life to Christ, mind, body, spirit, to Christ in obedience of the word that I am wrong? Mm-hmm. Yes, to be a world changer, we have to devote ourselves daily to the cause of Christ. But to do that requires serious sacrifice. Yeah. Not near the sacrifice that Jesus paid for our salvation, and that's the only reassurance that I have. Mm-hmm. Okay, honestly, yeah. on a day-to-day basis that I'm like, man, am I that far off when I see, when, when I come across something, I'm just like, and it just breaks my heart to see even a, a thing in this world. Um, but you talk about salvation, sanctification, and glorification. It's all the process. So you, you are saved, and then now we're living in sanctification until glorification, right? Until heaven. In this process of sanctification, as you receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him to get to the point of leaving the results to God in glorification. Yeah. So that's your third point. Yeah. Yeah, you hit it. You I nailed it. it. You did. Hey, that's fine. We're, we're all in this together, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's awesome. And he, he said something just a second ago that I think is super underrated. I think we've quit preaching it from the pulpits. We've quit talking about it in Christianity, in, in discipleship, whatever realm of teaching, preaching we do. I just think that we've missed the, the mark is sacrifice. And what does that look like? Well, if you look in Luke, when Jesus is talking, he says, if any man desires to come after me, let him deny himself, Yeah, Yeah, take up his cross daily and come after me. Mm -hmm. And so we've lost the impact of that verse. He's saying it's it's a death penalty. You could literally say, and and this is probably very insensitive, but if you put it in modern terms, he's saying pick up your electric chair. Pick up your lethal injection. Pick up any any way that the government deals death, you mm-hmm. know, because when you sign on the dotted line of salvation, back then and even today in some countries, you're signing your death certificate. Mm-hmm. They know it's only a matter of time before they lose their life for their faith. And so we've we've really lost, and I, I probably took off on a tangent there, but I'm, I'm passionate about that topic and that sacrifice because I think we've lost what it means to live for Christ. We think if it's not comfortable, we just don't want to do it. But once we realize the magnitude of the saving grace in Christ Jesus and we realize what that really is, it becomes so contagious that we can't hold it in. I think it was John Wesley that said, if you light yourself on fire for pa- with passion, people will show up to watch you burn. All this comes back to how to be a world changer. Get on fire for the Lord. Get on fire for Christ. Get on fire for the gospel. And people will show up to watch that. And this is not to gain popularity. It's not to gain fame. But it's to bring fame. It's to bring glory and honor to the name of Jesus. We realized that we were sinners and we repented of that sin with faith in Jesus that he died on the cross to forgive us for that sin. So there came our salvation. So we're in the process of sanctification in Colossians 2, 6, like we just mentioned, therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. Mm-hmm. And on our way to glorification, we're just going to leave the, the results up to God, no matter what. And that's another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's tough to deal with sometimes. It is. Well, and, and going back to the, the story we just read in Acts, you see that Paul and Silas leave. They weren't there whenever the angry mob came and dragged the men out of Jason's house. And so they had gone, 
done what they were called to do and left, left the results to God. Mm. And he handled it. You see that they drag them before the authorities. They say they make this accusation. They've turned the world upside down. Uh, they're claiming that there's another king, Jesus, and that was one of the worst things you could do back then was what they would consider betraying Caesar and say that there was another king. But God provided, and the, the guys were let go. And uh, so they, you see Paul and Silas go, do what they were called to do, and then left the results to God. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just neat to me, if you look throughout history and look at people who we would consider world changers, there's countless people. Uh, the guy that came out and made the, the light bulb popular. Kim Kardashian. Had to go there. <laughs> Had to go there. Dr. Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is going to get flagged now since we said that. Uh, yeah. Joel Osteen. Yeah. Just, I'm just going through the the mental, phys, you know, psychological. Yeah. Um, the the physical, you know, doctors, evangelists, Joel Osteen. So here's here's the thing, is it, through this, um, and I want to I want to I'm not going to steal the thunder, so I don't want to end on this topic. We are all imperfect. Okay, so to be a world changer, here's the problem. There are more world changers out there against the gospel of Jesus Christ than there are for, probably because of the same, um, not conviction, but same feeling that I get. Am I that far off when I'm thinking about, why are these people prioritizing sports over teaching their kids how to live like Jesus? Yeah. Why am I so, I catch myself so self-righteous and judgmental and I try not to be, but it's because of the fact that through the transformation of my mind, I see the priority of living a Christ-like life every day and to walk in Christ every single day through sanctification, growing every single day. While I still fall short every single day, there's this burning fire inside of me that I just want to light a bunch of fires everywhere that I go because there's so many people that are opposed to the gospel. I thought about this recently. Before I got ingrained in the country music scene, mm-hmm. okay, I was a big fan of a lot of country music artists. Then I got to know more <laughs> about them, and I became less of a fan. It's the same thing in the Christian world, okay, when you're talking about spiritual influencers. There are a lot. Uh, you know, the more I learn about these people, preachers, pastors, evangelists, the more I want to distance myself from them. And the more I study Scripture, that's what's revealing. Take heed and and take caution. I think John is the one that says, take caution to what you hear and what you actually understand and really pray through uh, that discernment. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, I think we've about run out of time for today, but um, I hope this challenges you. I hope we didn't just ramble on and and bore you to death with our... (laughs) goofiness at times to bring it all down to one i guess final point whatever you want to call it is talking about those people looking through through time back through history who were world changers who impacted the world whether it was good or bad you see a common thing with them too they were sold out for a cause that they believed in and if we could get sold out for the gospel if we could get sold out for the salvation that we possess it would be like you said a minute ago so contagious some people would not want it some people would turn their back on it and reject it but when they see what we have and that it is 
such a precious gift and we're sold out for it, I think that's where you start making a difference to turn the world upside down for the gospel. And that means you can't look like the world. That's right. That's well, right. thank you for listening today. Take the time to uh, reach out to us at uh, fitpodcasthost at gmail.com and give us a you know some encouragement, if you will. No, I'm just kidding. You can <laughs> critique us. You can uh, send us some ideas or ask us questions. Also, if you would like to support us financially, we would uh, greatly appreciate it just to uh, pay for the equipment, the proper equipment to continue recording this podcast. Um, we're not trying to make a, any money or a living off of it. We just actually enjoy just sitting here visiting with each other and you kind of listening in. Yeah. But uh, give us a, a follow on Facebook and Instagram. Those pages will be created and uh, probably won't have much of an audience. So get on there and, uh, you, you know, you can find that information um, through our email as well. You want to pray us out? Yeah, let's do it. Father, thank you for the time that we've uh, gotten to look into your word. Uh, thank you for our friendship. God, thank you for each person that uh, is tuning in, that's listening. Right now, God, I ask that this would encourage them and it would challenge them, but that you would light a fire under us as believers to be world changers, to turn the world upside down for your gospel. Uh, Father, we ask that we would go and we would fulfill the great commission, God, making disciples, baptizing them in, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We thank you for all you've done and everything you continue to do in our lives, and it's in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.